am Eleanor I'm from the UK and you are listening to the Urban Palmcast with Luke Bins who is my fellow Brit from the UK and my pal Abby Down. Have a wicked time. <laughs> So the beer I'm reviewing today is Swindler Summer Ale. I sell this at both bars that I work at, but I've never tried it, believe it or not. I've never even taken, like, a sneaky sample, and it's very popular. All right, let's give it a go. Yep, and this is what I think one would call a session beer. You can have many on it. Uh, it's nice, it's a little fruity, yeah. definitely easy to drink. Hoppier, I think, than I would um, expect a summer ale to be, but you know why I know this? Because at a, um, one of my managers told me it's made with galaxy hops, which um, are hoppier than... Oh, yes. Uh, uh, we used to sell a galaxy hop uh, back in Melbourne. Yeah, but oh. it's nice. It's summer beer. Maybe it made a little more punch than your average summer ale. It's good. But it's good. It's good. Get it, drink it, like it, love it. A couple of awkward social situations have happened to me. You know, you see those kind of charity people in the street that stop you. Like, try to pick something on your personality so they can, like, engage Draw in conversation. You in. Yeah. This guy comes up to me and goes, Oi, you, you with the big shoulders. You, you, yeah. Look at those shoulders, oh, don't man. Don't get me started on your f***ing shoulders. For <laughs> God's sake. Anyway, like, I ignored him, but I was like, What's his problem, man? Like, is he, like, mocking me? Is he saying I have generally big shoulders? I'm like, this, this is too aggressive. It's too aggressive. A couple of days later, I'm at the station again. Same guy goes, Hey, Hey, beard twin, because he's got a beard. He's like, hey, my, you're my beard twin, I found you. And I'm just like, leave me alone. Like, like, get out of my life. Like, I'm not going to donate any money to cancer, because your strategy is too aggressive. Like, I'm just wishing right now that you wouldn't have said it was for cancer. I wish you would have said it, it was for, like, I don't know, not cancer, though. Now you just look a dick. No, I don't sound like a dick. He's the dick, because he's, he's too aggressive. I wasn't going to stop anyway. I mean, not that... All right, so I'll follow up with this. I did something charitable. I found... Oh, um, it, oh you did. When, you, I was, when, I was getting, <laughs> when I was getting a ticket out of the machine, I found, like, it was a two-pound coin. It's, it's, you know, I was like, score, yes, got it. And then I walked past, and there's a woman, and she was holding two buckets, you know, like, so you drop money in. And she was looking pretty sad, and no one had gone near her. And then this, like, overwhelming guilt just came over me, and I was like... I didn't donate the cancer from the beard man. And I just put it straight into the charity box. I was like, karma is going to get me. I was like, the money wasn't mine, and now it's gone to charity. So I was like, that was my good... Mr. Five Cents donates two pounds. I'm proud of you. Dating. Dating, yeah. To be honest, I haven't been on a lot of, like, first dates. I feel like, oh, I'm thinking about it now, and it's just a lot of cringing. Like, I, I was asked on a date by the... You know, it's weird trying to describe this right now without saying names or, like... I know, it's quite good that you're talking about a date, because, I mean, if he was to listen, he'd be, no, he'd know. And then this guy, um, we have like, been chatting or whatever, and then he goes, so what are you doing Thursday? And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't know, like, ready or rah. He goes, do you want to go on a date? And I was like, well... And it was just really off. So, of course, I, in my typical fashion, just the way I deal with things, she just did what I do best and just didn't acknowledge it. So, as the week goes on, of course, it, the topic obviously comes up. So, what about Thursday? And I'm Wow, like, I mean, you pounded straight in with the out we going on date, which is strong. I like, yeah, <laughs> I like his style, you know. I appreciate somebody being 
grass and having the balls to be like, all right, let's let's go on a date. But so of course I'm freaking. I get really awkward in these moments. And so we like went to dinner and it was just fine. Um, oh, dinner, eh? Dinner on a first date. I, that's what I'm saying. Like it's just so formal. Like, it doesn't feel ridiculous. Mm. Go to dinner in a movie, like all right, typical first date, making me feel even, even more pressure. And then in the first like. I would say 30 to 40 seconds of the movie. Next thing I know, up oh, his arm is around me, and I'm like, oh, oh, no. oh, I just like stiffen up like a board. I'm sitting there like, oh, oh, what's happening? I'm like, this is exactly what I didn't want. I said this isn't going to be something. <clears throat> so, anyways, I haven't told you this, have I? No, no, no. Someone like puts their arm around you and like go to hold your hand at the same time. So they're like like this, and your arms kind of up, and you're holding yeah. hands like. At this time though, I have a cold. Like I. I'm just plagued with a cold that so his arms around me. All of a sudden, I just I have to sneeze. So I like go to vacate the premise, fully get everything out of the way. And what happens? I go to move his arm, flash my arm because he's holding my hand. Sneeze straight onto his hand, like fully. Don't even miss whatsoever, like a bullseye. <laughs> just <laughs> straight onto his hand. And of course, I just can't fucking stop laughing because it just makes sense, doesn't it? Like, I don't want to be on this date. I'm feeling awkward. <laughs> it's like slapstick comedy, this, Abby. Well, I mean, what's wrong with you? You're you living your life like a Charlie Chaplin movie. I'm not going to go into the details. At the end of the day, I'm just going to say that Deadpool, in my mind, will forever be remembered as me loving and appreciating the physique and personality of Ryan Reynolds and sneezing on a dude's hand. Let's make America great again. I'm running for president. Yeah. Welcome to the show, world. Hello. Well, I suppose uh, welcome to part two of the show. We've had our little catch up. Um, we're taking a new. We've we're evolving evolving the show like we do. Because I'm back in England now. Abby's in Australia for a short time. Um, we're now classing ourselves as expats, or me as an ex expat, um, and we've decided to tackle the big old election. This week we are focusing on what do you know about yeah. the US election? What do you know? That is the theme of our show uh, because we're just we're kicking off. We're easing you in. So, like, why don't you just kick it off and tell us what's happened this week? Kicking us off this week, the man who rarely stays out of the public eye, Donald Trump. Yes, the Pope launched an attack on White House wannabe, pointing his papal pistol at Trump and blasting him in response to Trump's comments over his ideas to build a giant wall along the Mexican border. He certainly isn't a Christian if he thinks only about building walls and not building bridges, proclaimed the pontiff powerhouse. Trump's latest opposition, old King of the Vickers, is clear in his condemnations. No walls to be built. Screams glass partitions, concrete dividers, frontiers, or even adjoining fences for that matter. Over in the blue corner, Hillary Clinton campaigned hard in Nevada and set tongues, well, tails wagging as she mocked her Republican rivals by barking like a dog. In what looks to be a clip from her new stand-up routine she may fall back on if she fails in the fall to land a White House seat. Wouldn't it be great if somebody running for office said something, we could have an immediate reaction as to whether it was true or not. Well, we've trained this dog. If it's not true, he's going to bark. I I'm trying to figure out how we could do that with the Republicans. You know? Like, oh, you know, the Great Recession was caused by too much regulation. Well, arf, 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 arf. 
you know? But it seems to have proved you can teach an old dog new tricks and Hillary took Nevada, shunting Bernie Sanders into the doghouse. Is Hillary's bark worse than a bite? Well, that's yet to be seen. On this occasion, every dog has its day. In Nevada at least. Who wrote these dog puns? They're awful. As the primaries roll out through the states, the race, like a marathon, sees casualties aplenty. The latest to fall short of the prize is Republican runner Jeb Bush. Just days after former president Big Bro George backed him, Jeb made a rousing speech only to ask them to please clap, reflecting a lot like his campaign. He may have got the applause, but certainly not the results. In South Carolina, he mustered just 7% of the vote. After failings in Ohio and New Hampshire, he ruled himself out, asking himself to please leave. Maybe voters just didn't like the cut of his Jeb, right? <laughs> please laugh. Okay, everyone, so this is my sister, Chelsea. First off, uh, tell them what you do for a living, Chelsea. Okay, so I teach government at a high school in in a rural town in Ohio. So uh, as, as we're starting our political coverage, I have dubbed you political expert for the common people. <laughs> this is a, that's a great name. I guess from you right now, we're just going to try to get a little bit of the basics on uh, American government, kind of what's going on. In, in the United States, there are two main political parties. You have Democrats um, or liberals, and you have Republicans, also known as conservatives, um, and they really run the political show in the country. So it's really hard to be elected if you don't identify as one of the two major parties. There really aren't a lot of independents within within the government. So can you just explain kind of how the election runs? Like what sure. are the steps of the election until we get to the to the, the big yeah. show, the main show? Sure, sure, sure. This is so something that doesn't that I'm a bit lost on as well. So Right. So like the the people who are running right now, there are like different qualifications you have to meet first. So you have to be at least thirty five. You have to be um like a natural born citizen of the United States. So it's not like you can become naturalized. You have to be born a citizen. And then you um have to live within the United States for fourteen years. So once you meet those qualifications, then you can decide to run. But the problem is you can't we can't have like sixteen Republicans on the ballot in November. Um, because that had been the case originally, like in the early, like 1790s, but it didn't work out very yes, well. Yes, so Chelsea, they, dropping they the fat. There's, there's primaries, but there's also caucuses, but they, they do the same thing. Right, yeah, um, that's what I don't understand. What the hell is a caucus? Right, so they, uh, the, the goal of each is the same. People in each state, they go to vote for the candidate of their choosing, but from the party that they belong to. So, for example, like in Ohio, if you're a Democrat, you will vote for only the Democrats. You have really no say in the Republicans. You don't really care. Right. And if you're a Republican, you're only going to vote for your favorite Republican who you want to see get the official nomination. So in in order to win the nomination, you have to go. It's like kind of state by state. And you're just battling within your own party. So, like, right Correct. now, for example, it's Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. That's the race. The first of these was in Iowa, and it was a caucus in Iowa. And the only difference between primaries and caucuses are the way that they're run. So in a caucus, you debate and you discuss. If I go to a Democratic caucus, like a meeting of Democrats within Iowa, because they do a caucus and not a primary, then everybody is discussing the candidate that they like most. But then in a primary, 
Um, like in Ohio, we have a primary. You just go, you just go and vote, and then that's it. There's no discussion. Okay. You just check a box, and then and then your your deed is done. But the good thing is, like each time you go through like a caucus or a primary in each of these states, you see all these people dropping out of the race. So in order to win, you have yep. to get a certain amount of delegates, right? So each state, you get a certain amount of points, basically, for winning. Correct. The end goal here, so the first step in the election process are the primaries and caucuses that go through all of the 50 states, right? So the thing is, when you win a state, you get X amount of people that you know 100% will support you when it comes time to actually choose the candidate for the Republicans or choose the candidates for the Democrats. In July, this summer, the Republicans will meet at a Republican national convention and they're going to be in cleveland they're going to be in ohio and then the democrats will meet in philadelphia like at a democratic party national convention and then each party based on how each candidate has done within the caucuses and the primaries will choose who their official nominee will be for the presidency so is, i mean you look at people who've like dropped out like this week um mm-hmm. jeb, jeb bush for example um right he, he didn't get many votes in I mean, how do you, like, because you've got to go around all the states, like, how do you know you're not going to, like, pick up some, some I mean, do you, you've um, got to get some early goals, like, if you, you've got to get some points. Right, like, right. Because, like, he drops yeah. out after, like, three primaries, like, but what if, right, then, right. what if he hung around and then went and won 50 or 40 or whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. No, that's a good point. I think the idea in general is it's so expensive to to do this it's like millions and millions of dollars to campaign the way that these people do Mm. and and truthfully it's telling that he was doing so poorly because he had so much money so much money from the very beginning Mm -hmm. um but it just wasn't paying off and in debates he did fairly poorly so i think i think i mean that's a good point you could come back like John Kasich, who's the governor of Ohio right now, didn't do that well in Iowa, but he did relatively well in New Hampshire and relatively well in South Carolina. So I don't, I'm not sure why they drop out. I, I think money is a part of it. And also, I guess you kind of know. Just, you get the vibe. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think yeah. you must. So, Well, I think as well, you can see, you look at polls and you know who's doing well in polls and who's not. Yeah. And I think overall... You know, you can, yeah, you can stay in it and drag it out. But I actually looked up how much um, money people have raised. Like Jeb Bush, for example, you're right, Chelsea. Had over like 150, 150 million dollars he'd raised. Yeah. Compared to compared to somebody um, like Ben Carson, for example, who's still in it, had only raised 64 million dollars. So Jeb Bush had shit of money, but it's like, do we drag right. this out? I'm getting the shit kicked out of me. You know, it's a lot of time, a lot of money. When ultimately I'm not really having the polls, so what's the point? And two, like that's that's partly why like Donald Trump is just such an anomaly because he is so so wealthy on his own. Yeah, because he's he's like funding it himself, isn't he? Like exactly, exactly. Donald Trump need donations because he's a multi-billionaire on his own. Exactly, because Donald Trump has only raised 19 million dollars. That is crazy. 
And that's why mm-hmm. it's necessary to spend so much money in elections. I think in the last presidential right. election, it was ridiculous the amount of money spent. It was like in the billions for both candidates on, you know, TV ads and, um, right. you know, all of that. When you look at statistics, like it's, it's just name recognition almost yeah. because people don't necessarily need to know anything about you. But if they've heard your name over and over and over again, then, mm. then they'll, they'll mark you down. Yeah. So it's, 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 I don't know. It's what? a little bit sad because th- there's so many people who are eligible to vote within the United States. 18-year-olds, essentially, and over are allowed to vote, and voter turnout is so low. Well, I think voter. We discussed this. Voter voting is something we're. I think we're gonna start talking about more and more as as yeah. it goes on. But yeah, but yeah. yeah, it is. It's interesting. I think. I think we're gonna need to spend a lot more time on another episode. Well, I'm sure we'll be catching right. up. Um, again, in the coming episodes. Thanks for letting me share my knowledge. Stay, stay in school, kids, uh, because uh, Chelsea will teach you why. <laughs> Basically, I'll teach you what you need to know. Yeah, and I'll make you feel bad for not voting. So the bins and I have decided that we are going to tag team tackle the U.S. elections. I have solo decided that I'm going to verbally tackle complete and utter strangers on the streets of Sydney, Australia, and ask them, what do you know about the U.S. elections? Steph, hello. Hi. Where are you from? Australia. Another another beautiful soul from Australia. Okay, what do you know, if anything, or do you care about the U.S. elections that are currently taking place? care. I mean, it kind of affects the world in a way, and it's terrifying that Donald Trump is even considered. Um, it's kind of also funny, because he's an evil cartoony kind of character, and it's sort of hard to tell what's real anymore. What's your name? Andy. Andy, and where are you from? Uh, Newtown, New South Wales. Uh, well, I'm feeling the burn. Um, <laughs> I, I read Reddit pretty religiously, and it's pretty hard to escape uh, the front page and I think every day there's probably like two-thirds of the front page is all Bernie Sanders, um, and it's got me hooked. I think uh, it's pretty exciting, you know, to have a democratic socialist. You know, there's been some pretty shady stuff happening inside the uh, Democratic Party with them, you know, like allowing super PACs and, you know, allowing uh, lobbyists to donate to Hillary now and... Andy, honestly, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm just, like, so impressed that you know all this. Right now, the Republicans are probably the best friend that the Democrats have because, uh, you know, if if Trump gets in, as scary as that seems, and, you know, I I really see that as being, you know, the best possible result for the Democratic Party. Having said that, though, you guys did elect George Bush, so... Not once, but twice. Hello, I'm John. I'm from Sydney. <laughs> and the US election, I know that the main candidates at the moment are Trump, <laughs> uh, Cruz, Rubio, Sanders, and possibly Clinton. Um, I don't know anything about what primaries are or that, but I know that that influences who's the Republican candidate, and no one wants it to be Trump except for Trump, <laughs> to my knowledge. Go Bernie Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> This week, uh, we've got our political um, expert for the common people to ask us, what's that noise? Over to you, Chelsea. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Prepare your ears. (laughs) Man. Luke, I'm going to let you deliberate for a while on this. Let's see, what do you think that is, Luke? (laughs) 
The thing about this, I mean, this is the first of its kind, a live game of What's That Noise. You replay the noise about ten times. Would you like to hear it again? Yeah, yeah one more. Okay. <laughs> this is awesome. Right. I'm so... Uh, this is the first time I've been actually Let, happy to play this. Right, this. Let me know if you need to hear it again. Okay. All right. Third and final Three, one. Three, two, one. <laughs> uh, okay, uh... uh See, I feel like it's like, I don't know, I'm gonna go with like, I'm gonna go with, with like a tin, like, you know, like a, t- like a biscuit box. Like, well, you're dumb. That's definitely not a tin. I know you're at El Toro right now, and I'm thinking logically about what you have in your purse and what you have at El Toro. Okay. I and, like your thought process. Um, alright, what are you going with then, Abby? If you misses know it all, who's never won a game. You mysteriously lost the games that I've won. Okay, I, you know what, I'm just gonna go with not a tin lid. There, that's what I have to say. You can't, you can't say no. Abby, I don't think that's a fair answer. Yeah. Well, I don't think you guys get to decide this one. I'm part of the game as well. I'm founder. Just, well, you have to choose something. That, that well, I, you're being. I agree. I'm, I'm gonna need a definitive answer. Probably. Okay. Well, since this is the election, I'm part of a democracy, so I will have to go with that then, won't I? I, I in fact, now I know what it is. It's, it's a tray. It's a tray. A tray. A, a, like um, a drinks tray. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, actually. It might be a tray. Definitely not a tin lid. Okay, but you... Right, have... I'll, I'll agree with the tray, then. I'll go with the tray. Is, is that your final answer? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Abby, Luke, I can now reveal <laughs> that it was not a tray, but it was a caution wet floor sign. Oh, my God, <laughs> yes. I can hear it now. Oh, my God. Caution, wet floor, or in Spanish, as they would say, cuidado, piso mojado. <laughs> Chelsea Dowd, live from Ohio, dropping a caution, wet floor sign. All right. You're welcome. Adios, my friends. Adios. I, guess oh. just, I guess it's adios, amigos, from all of us. Three corners of the world. Good night. <laughs>